Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Welcome back to Love God and Your Neighbor on this gray yet not rainy sunny af- Sunday afternoon, at least here in Anniston, Alabama, that is. God is good. I'm Laura Hutchinson, pastor of First Christian Church Disciples of Christ in Anniston, Alabama. I'm thankful that you're joining us here today. I have a couple of announcements before we get started. One, Ash Wednesday service um, will be this Wednesday, uh, this in, in what, three days? Um, And the link will be emailed, texted, and posted on Facebook on Wednesday morning so that you can participate at any time that day. Um, My suggestion is that you gather with someone else if you can and worship together on this somber and holy day as we kick off the season of Lent, um, which is the season that leads us to the most holy day of the Christian calendar year, Easter Sunday. The other announcement is that following Ash Wednesday, the Wednesday after that, we will begin our Lenten Bible study over Zoom at 6 p.m. So everyone is welcome to attend. Uh, If you are not currently on our email list, you can contact me through the um, app, through the Anchor app, and uh, you can call me through the app, I think. And if you want to leave me a message, I will add you to our email list so that you can start getting the links each week to join us for the Bible study. All you need is a Bible and a computer, or even just a phone if you don't have a computer, because you can call in and participate that way. So now, let us prepare our hearts and minds for the worship of our amazing God. As believers in the Savior, Jesus Christ, we carry the light of Christ within us. We are entrusted with that light and called to spread it to others in our midst. That light is the manifestation of the love of God, and it brings peace and joy and gentleness and patience and kindness and all the fruits of the Spirit to everyone with whom we share it. Today we celebrate that light of Christ and we worship our loving God with all the love in our hearts. Let us worship today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And in our worship, I invite you now to sing together our hymn of praise, I am the light of the world. Task you do to dance. 
inside our baby's new bird to make music in an old person's heart and sing to the colors of the Let us pray. Loving God on this Valentine's Day, help us to remember that the most important love in our lives comes from you. And help us to remember that the one in our lives that we are called to love the most is you. Thank you for being so worthy of our love, of our trust, of our respect and honor and praise. Thank you for being so overwhelmingly awesome that we feel compelled to at once raise our hands in your honor and bow down before you in humble supplication. You are our everything and we love you. We lift up to you today all of the people on our prayer list, all of the people in our hearts and on our minds, all of the issues in our lives that need your help, all of the problems that appear to have no solution and all of the worries that keep us awake at night. Guide us out of the shadows of uncertainty and into the light where you, we can see your path for our lives. Help us to know your will and then give us the courage to do your will. We lift up our community, our country, our state, our nation, our world. Bring to us your kingdom soon Help us to live in a world where all people are equal, where no one is hungry, where everyone has access to food, clean water, comfortable shelter, and peace in all aspects of their lives. Bring us a world that we try so hard to create for ourselves, but it just continues to remain out of reach. Forgive us for our sins, the sins that contribute to keeping us separated from you, from each other, and from the glory of your realm. And guide us to do our part, whatever that might be, to make this world safe for each and every person, no matter their skin color, no matter their religion, no matter what country they're from, what language they speak, no matter who they love. Lord, help us to do our part to make this world safe for everyone. Hear us now as we say the prayer your son taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Today's scripture comes from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Merciful God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. I try and let the cars go by so that they don't pick up on the mic as much. Have you ever tried to talk about God and Jesus to someone who has decided that God does not exist? I have. I feel like I spend my life doing that, which is okay because that's what God has called me to do. But I have spent hours trying to help non-believers understand that God exists, that God loves them, and that God wants nothing but the best for them. And most of the time, it feels like I am just pouring water into a deep hole and I'm never filling it up. But sometimes, every now and then, I talk to someone who is able to hear me, who is able to understand me, and who wants to learn more. That person is ready, right? That is what we Christians live for. Amen? For those who truly have the gospel in their hearts, it sort of glows out of them and through them. It's like there's a light within a person who loves Christ that just shines into the darkness. And that light is not ours. It has nothing to do with how hard we work or how powerful we are. It doesn't even have anything to do with how hard we work for God. That light belongs to Christ. It is a light placed in our hearts by God that is fueled by his love for us. For it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That light that shines from us is the love of God. God loves us. And God loves others through us. And that is how people are finally able to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Part of the problem with evangelizing the love of God to the world is that there are so many Christians out there who 
behave very unlovingly, you know? I can't tell you how often I talk to someone who says, Christians are just a bunch of hypocrites. You go to church and you act all holy, and then you go home and you treat your families badly and you use your religion to hurt other people. Why would I want anything to do with that? It's hard to argue with that, right? I can't blame them for feeling like that. I myself am overwhelmingly frustrated about the fact that in the last three days it has come out that two major leaders in the Christian world have been involved in sex scandals. They both fall on different spectrums, one more liberal, one more Christian, both involved in sex scandals. One was accused of attempting to cover up a scandal, and one was proven to be guilty of sexual assault, among other things. And it is so frustrating as a pastor when things like that happen because the very bad, criminal, evil behavior of these men makes our job as evangelists so much harder. In the same way, probably, maybe, maybe it's not as bad, but maybe as destructive as the people who treat LGBTQ people badly, as the people, as the Christians who tear up Black Lives Matter signs, who spit on people for whatever reason. Christians behaving badly. It is very hard to help people understand that those Christians are wrong and that their behavior is not what Jesus is all about. And it becomes very obvious that Satan, the one Paul calls the God of the world, will use anything and anyone to keep people from being able to hear the good news even other Christians. Paul said, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. It's always amazing to me that when God is absent from someone's life, there really does seem to be a lot of darkness around them. They might have money or a beautiful house or family or friends or anything that we think should make a person happy. They might even have a large and impressive role in the Christian community after all. But if they do not truly have God, there is very little light in their lives and for sure they are not spreading light to the people they meet. And then, you know, someone who does know and love God, no matter what happens to them, there seems to be a light around them all the time, right? They may get sick or be very poor or hungry, or they might have lost a loved one. They may have even experienced trauma at the hands of others. But through it all, there is a kind of joy that only can come from God. This is why the Bible always says that God is light and life, and the devil is darkness and death. When Christ ascended into heaven 40 days after he rose from the grave, he left his church to be his body in this world. 
We are the body of Christ. The light of Christ is carried into the world by the body. So what are you doing to shine that light to those who don't know Jesus? And you know, those who don't know Jesus may think they do. But a lot of folks who claim to be Christians don't yet know Jesus. So it is very important that we know that people do not get to know the God by our words. You know that. You know people who talk a good talk, but don't walk the walk, right? It is not our words that converts a person. We can talk all day long about the love of God and about what Jesus did so that we can be saved from our sins. But if people do not see the fruits of God in our lives, then our words are empty and have no meaning. Amen? It's only after people people see us filled with God's love, only after they see us spreading God's love to everyone around us that they can hear the words that we have to say. It's like trying to read a book in the dark. Have you ever tried to do that? You can't say it, right? It doesn't matter how beautiful the writing might be on the page. If there is no light, you will never read those words. Our lives... Our love of God, our prayers, our kindness, our faith, our humility. That is what shines a light on the words and allows people to understand. When Michelle Attaway moved in with her boyfriend Jay for a life of drugs and partying, she assumed Jay's parents would turn their back on them in disgust. So it was a bit of a shock when uh, Jay and Michelle were instead invited over for dinner. And she writes about the events that followed that. She says, I was incredulous because I knew that Jay's parents were normal people, the type that crossed to the other side of the street when they saw us. Not only that, Jay had told me that they were religious. Yet sure enough, we were invited to dinner And the thought of a good meal eventually convinced me to go. To my surprise, Jay's parents welcomed us warmly into their home. As we sat down to eat, I was painfully aware that my appearance, torn clothing, tattoos, and a dozen body piercings, that it all clashed with the elegantly decorated table and house. Yet his folks treated us with friendly respect. Even asking whether we wanted to play Scrabble afterward, I was bewildered by their kindness. Over the next few months, Jay's mom continued to contact us. Sometimes she brought a sack of groceries. Other times she wrote letters that quoted Bible verses saying that she was praying for us. And we would read the letters aloud to our friends and have a good laugh. Your mom must be crazy, I'd chuckle. But the laughter couldn't mask the emptiness I felt inside. And our lifestyle of partying and drugs, drug use only got worse. Once, after a week-long drug party, Jay and I became aware of spiritual darkness in our lives. We were very scared. So we called his parents, who immediately came over with their pastor and some friends. 
Though we fully expected to receive criticism and disapproval, these church people simply stepped over the trash on the floor, looked past the ugly death and skull posters on the wall, shoved aside drug paraphernalia, and began counseling us and praying for us. I was deeply touched by their love and acceptance. I'd been struck I had been stuck in a downward spiral of depression and despair. And when I heard that God could give me a brand new life through Jesus Christ, I bowed my head and turned everything over to him. And equally moved, Jay prayed as well. From that moment, we knew that our lives needed to change. Realizing it wasn't right for us to be living together outside of marriage, Jay proposed to me that very day. After a hippie-style wedding outdoors and barefooted, Jay and I began attending my in-law's church. Nearly every day, Jay and I were gifted with some form of love and acceptance from our fellow church members. As we struggled financially, we'd find anonymous checks in the mail or sacks of food on our doorstep. Once a new set of soft flannel sheets turned up on our front porch. We read our Bibles and attended a study group. And as my relationship with God steadily deepened, I began to yearn for the opportunity to share his love with kids who were troubled, as troubled as I'd once been. So Jay and I began to volunteer. We volunteered with the youth ministry, working with teens living on the streets, talking with those lost kids, talking with those lost kids in their dirty, torn clothing, reminded me how at a needy time in my life, genuine Christian love had looked beyond appearances to a heart that needed Christ. And it cemented my determination to show that same unconditional love towards others. As all of you have witnessed at different times in your lives, We live in a world filled with darkness, and the gospel is often veiled by it, right? But the saddest thing is that the ones who cannot hear it are perishing without it. Satan has covered their ears and their eyes so that all they see is the darkness, often without the help of others, often he does it with the help of other so-called believers, which is the worst. But God can use us to push that darkness away so that they can finally have a relationship with this God who loves us all so very much. Amen? God loves us so much. Paul said, For we do not proclaim ourselves. We proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and our saviors as your slaves for Jesus' sake. The reason that any person is ever successful in telling people about Jesus is because we are not sharing ourselves with them. We are sharing God. And the power of God is stronger than anything that we could ever do. And in the process of sharing God's word with someone, we are called to humble ourselves, to become servants or even voluntary slaves to God's people. It is through our humility that the light of Christ shines into the darkness. Pride is darkness. Anger is darkness. Thirst for power is darkness. Lust is darkness. Greed 
is darkness. Being judgmental is darkness. And being judgmental means being cruelly judgmental of others. Not having good judgment. Those are two very different things, right? But if we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake, then there is nothing but light. That is the light of God. There is joy, there is love, there is peace, there is the good news that Jesus Christ was born, lived, taught, died, and was resurrected so that we can all be forgiven of our sins. There is the hope of heaven and a life with God for all eternity. There is goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. So I'm excited about the fact that God has called us to stand together so that the light of Christ can shine even brighter into the world. And so let us today, on this Valentine's Day, renew our commitment to our Savior and pledge to live in such a way as to shine light into people's lives. Let our words and actions be loving, kind, peaceful and humble. May our words and our actions show people how very much God loves them and how very much God yearns to be with them. Amen? Amen. For light, we wait in darkness. Longing for truth, we turn to you. Make us your own, your holy people, light of the world to see. Christ, be our light. Shine in our hearts, shine through the darkness. Christ, be Let us be 
know Jesus loves us, not because of his words, but by his actions. He didn't just say he loved us. He showed us he loved us by dying so that we wouldn't have to. If we ever want to know how to share the good news of Jesus Christ with those around us, all we need to do is look to Jesus to set our example. The gospel of Jesus Christ carries with it a light that lifts people up, that builds people up, that fills them with a desire to draw closer and closer to God. That light is spread through sacrificial living and a humble attitude. As we share this meal with each other, I pray that Jesus fills us with a desire to live as he lived so that others might know God's love and believe. On the night when the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread, blessed it, and said, This is my body, broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let us pray. Gracious and precious God, thank you for sending us your son, Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you for the love you shared in him and for the love you give to us with each and every breath we take and with every beat of our hearts. Bless this bread that represents Christ's broken body and bless the cup that represents Christ's shed blood. Fill us with the light of Christ and help us to shine it into the world wherever we go. Amen. Come and eat the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. And now let us celebrate all that Christ has done for us. Let's sing together our communion hymn, When in our music, God is glorified.
Join me in the Litany of Remembrance, which you can find printed in the About This Episode segment of the podcast. By partaking in this meal, we remember that Christ was born. Christ Christ died. died. Christ was raised. Christ Christ will will come come again. again. This is the mystery of our faith. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. It is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. May the light of God shine in you. May the face of Jesus Christ be reflected in everything you do. Amen. Let us sing together our hymn of sending forth. It is the chorus of I am the light of the world. Thank you.